0: We continue on with our year in review on the sports side, Jim Joyner, and now we are joined by Mid-Kansas Online Sports Editor Steve Sell. Steve, as we dissect quarter number one for our year in review and then three other quarters coming up later throughout the week and then into next week, let's start off by talking about basketball and specifically McPherson High basketball because they were the story of 2018 and quarter number one because... Neither team lost the game throughout that first quarter until the very final game on the boys' side as they lost in the state championship game to Bishop Meage. Let's first start off by talking about the McPherson Invitational, the Mid-America Classic, as both teams were at home in their home midseason tournaments. And both of those weekends were just electric. The boys' side, they had to come back and win in the semifinals over Shawnee Mission East, had to come back in the fourth quarter to beat Bishop Carroll. The McPherson girls finally beat that pesky the South team, they beat Manhattan in the finals. Those two weekends in January, we had a pretty good feeling after that that both these teams would not lose for the rest of the regular season. And
1: both of the feels for the tournaments were really strong. Uh, basically, all 6A schools and 5A schools. Uh, the Bullpup boys, uh, I, I think the crowd basically willed them to victory in the semifinals uh, against Shawnee Mission East. It looked like they were kind of dead in the water. But boy, the, in fact, I thought the crowd on on Friday was even more into the game than Saturday. It was almost like Saturday's game was anticlimactic. But of course, you have to go on and win the championship, which the Bullpups, of course, did. But uh, that that tournament told me right there, this is a team that will probably be in the state finals.
0: And really cool for the McPherson girls to finally win a Mid America Classic championship with Taylor Robertson and Mandy Cooks because they had not won one yet, and they really, really badly wanted one, and they got that win. So then we got into the month of February with Bullpup Basketball, and neither team really had any sort of competitive game throughout that month. There was one competitive girls game with Newton, but that was about it. As both teams just continued to roll, we got into a play, and McPherson was hosting substate for the first time in four years, and so we knew a home court advantage – Being inside the roundhouse was going to make a difference. The McPherson girls blew out Bueller in the sub-state opener. The boys beat Ulysses. And then on the Saturday of the sub-state championships, the girls didn't play very well, but they still beat Ulysses, made it to state. And the boys put the big exclamation mark on the season with a win over Bueller and a pretty secure win that didn't feel quite so secure throughout the game. But both teams were going back to state. And it was an undefeated season for both teams inside the roundhouse.
1: Yeah, and, and there was that uneasy feeling, at least on the boys' side, to me, because Bueller is a really good basketball team. Uh, they've had guys that have you know come very close, you know, to the Bullpups uh, in their careers and in, in in basketball as well. You know, they lost some games to them in football earlier in their careers, but uh, it was a very capable Bueller team. Uh, the Bullpups had already beaten Bueller twice, but uh, you, you just said, God, can we beat that? Really good Bueller team for a third time. A technical foul on Bueller, one of their players, kind of really proved to be the fire starter for the Bullpups. That kind of ignited them. They went on a run and ended up winning the game pretty handily. In fact, some of the Bueller guys ended up, you know, they were having some just discord on the court as the game was going on. And you could just see they knew their season was coming on in and they just did not play very well, especially in the second half.
0: So as both teams made it back to state, we talked about it throughout the week that, both of these teams, if they don't make the state championship game, not necessarily that we would all be disappointed in them, but that they would be disappointed in themselves because that was their goal and they knew they were both good enough to get there. The girls had a struggle to win a game over Augusta in the opening game. Then the boys also didn't play great against Spring Hill. We get into the semifinals and the McPherson girls made a big statement by beating Labette County by 20-plus and shutting down Tristan Gagg, who was one of the best scorers that Kansas has seen in a long time. The boys had a gut one out in the semifinals to beat Arc City and the very good Kevin Clark, who is having a terrific start to his senior season this year. But then, mighty, mighty Bishop Miege on the Saturday inside the Tony's Pizza Event Center in Salina, March the 10th. And I don't know if there's a whole lot other moments that I can think of that give me instant chills like I can think of with the McPherson girls game and their championship win over Bishop Meage. Steve, he said the dagger and he thought he had this McPherson girls team dead. He thought he was writing nine, his
1: new story. Nine down with two minutes to go.
0: And they rallied, they survived, and it all came down to the big three by Riley Hett in the final 30 seconds of that game. And we're going to play the audio from that for you right here three-pointer and we have a brand new game 51 48 50 seconds ago Lakin Sheeprick dribbles to the left side passes up top for Riley Hett now down to 45 Riley Hett with a bounce pass to Andrea Sweat Taylor Robertson hasn't made a three tonight and wouldn't she love to make one here Sheeprick with a pass left corner Hett open three for the tie God! Unbelievable! They were down 9! Now nearly a turnover in the backcourt! Miege into the front court. Right wing, Jordan Gonzalez! 18 seconds left! State title on the line! Now down to 15! 51-51! And a timeout taken by Bishop Miege! Unbelievable! 13.8 seconds left. Miage with a full timeout. We're tied at 51. Riley Het with the biggest shot of her career. Tied the game up at 51 apiece. Amazing. I wrote this team off with 2.30 to go. We've just
1: given up an offensive putback. It was 50 to 41. The full pups, you could just see the confidence going out of their faces. And then all of a sudden, Andrea Sweat hit a three. Mandy Cook's got a basket, Mandy's got a putback,
0: a three by Riley Hatt, brand new game. So the Bullpups forced it into overtime on the Riley Hat three, then Taylor Robertson steps to the free throw line after they held on throughout the entire overtime period. They got a stop on the defensive end, Taylor Robertson steps to the line, somehow misses the first, yeah. everybody in the building tells her to calm down, yeah. she hits the second one and they win a state championship, and Steve, that was one Unbelievable moment to see that comeback become a reality and become a new banner inside the Roundhouse.
1: And I thought it was appropriate that Taylor made the clinching free throw. Uh, she only missed about, what, five or six all year, misses that first one. There's no way in the world Taylor Robertson would miss two free throws in a row. So she got the clinching free throw that uh, you knew Miege, no matter what they did, could not win the game. And it was just one of the best basketball games I've covered in my 40 years. Here at McPherson. Uh, and the thing was to do it against Miage, to come back from nine against a Miege team that simply is too well coached to lose a nine-point lead in the final two minutes. But that says something about the Bullpups' heart, says something about the comeback, the two big threes, one by Riley Head, as you mentioned. Andrea Sweat had the other big three. Uh, Miege kind of helped us out a little bit. Uh, took a couple ill-advised shots. Bullpups played the perfect final two minutes to get it in overtime. And then I think, me, if I remember right, Miege might have scored first in the overtime. as all McPherson after
0: that. Then in the boys' game, we thought maybe this wave of emotion would carry them to another state championship as well, playing in the state title game for the fifth consecutive year. But Bishop Miege was just a little too much to overcome in the second half. McPherson yeah, for a half, jumped out to start.
1: 11-point lead at halftime. I mean, it was really and looking Pyle good. Ben Pyle
0: was erupting. Yeah,
1: Ben Pyle was just going off. Uh, bullpups had an 11 point lead. It was, it was, I mean, we were going to party like 1999 because that was the last year that the bullpups won or the only time I should say won both the boys and girls state championship in the same year. Of course, the golden decade of the nineties, where we combined to win nine state championships in 10 years, but it really looked like this was going to be the year, uh, the bullpups were going to beat Miege. Of course they beat them, I think two or three years earlier in the semis, but in the finals, they had struggled against him. Uh, and Jer- it was – it was. the thing is they did a pretty good job on Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Yeah. It was Spencer Jones who came out of nowhere. Uh, I think he'd had six points in the semis or something like that. He scores 24. It's a bunch of big threes. Uh, Miage really shot it well and just shot lights out in the second half. I shot a tremendous percentage, I know, in the second half. And overcame the Bullpups for the win.
0: It was a great McPherson High basketball season, if not one of the best ever, as they combined for a 45-3 and record. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the other sports that were happening throughout that first quarter, Steve. But in terms of legacy on a program, I think that these two teams on the boys' and girls' side for basketball last year, there are going to be people talking about them for a long, long time Mr. and Mrs. Basketball in the state of Kansas on the same team. Yeah. And if only the boys could have found a way to win that state championship, I don't think anybody would ever forget this group.
1: No, I don't and I don't think they're gonna be forgotten anyway. Uh, you know, for the boys, it's pretty unbelievable. Five years in a row to make the state championship game. They won the first two, lost the last three, all to Miege. And then the girls, uh their last year in 4A, um, uh, just like Their first year in 4A, they won the state championship. They bookend it with their last year in 4A, winning a state championship. Six years in between state titles. Uh, The boys have won 13. The girls have won nine. A lot of banners up there with state championship basketball on them.
0: And speaking of state championships, there was another individual state championship in the first quarter at McPherson High in the sports season as Rhett Edmondson was an individual wrestling state champion at 120 pounds. But the Bullpups had seven different guys qualify for state wrestling and they had a chance at one more as Scott Radke lost in 152 pounds in his weight class in an absolute dogfight in that state final, but a really good wrestling season as well for McPherson. Yeah,
1: Doug Kretzer's really got this team. Uh, he's got the program consistent year after year. Uh, also, uh, unofficially, the girls won a state championship. Now, right. Remember, Keisha does not recognize girls wrestling, but McPherson Hell was kind of the uh, unofficial state tournament, if you will, and the McPherson girls won that um, did a great job in that, but I was up there in Salina for that state championship wrestling, Red Edmondson, very tech, you know, he's a technician in there, won a very low scoring match. And then Scott Radke went up against a kid from arc city. Very good. I think Scott ended up losing by maybe one point if I remember right. Um, and I think, you know, both of those guys are on a mission this year. They're both 15 and O now Red Edmondson's jumped up, Quite a bit in weight, one
0: thirty-eight, right?
1: Yeah, he was. He's been at one. He was at one twenty last year, one thirty-eight this year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the jump in classification works out for him. But so far, it's been he's been good. He hasn't lost a match. And Scott Radke moved up one weight class to one sixty. And to be honest, he has not been tested in fifteen matches this year. The guy has really worked hard on his strength. And technically, there's probably not a better wrestler in the state than Scott Radke. He just seems to be. Two and three moves ahead of his opponents. As a team, the Bullpups, you know, got off to great start uh, this this year on this season, uh, in ten and one in duels in December. So uh it looks like they're gonna have a special year as we uh, move forward.
0: One more thing to note in our year in review for sports from the first quarter. How about McPherson I swimming, going to state and finishing fifth? Now, some people might say, Well, fifth place, why are you talking about them? Number one, remember that McPherson was Competing against schools that are just much, much bigger. Number two, they don't even have a diving team. So they lose all these points because they don't have divers.
1: And number three, they have probably a third of the number of swimmers as other schools. They just had so many guys that were so versatile. They won the league championship. They won just about every meet they were in last year. They get the state. And uh, I got a feel we're still looking for that very first champion. I think it's going to happen this year with maybe Will Powers, you never know. He was a
0: first-team All-State guy last Ju- year. Justice Hampton. Second-team All-State. Or DVG, Dawson Van Gotham. They medaled in seven of the 11 events, and they broke two two school records last year. Right. And coach again, Morrow, state coach of the year. Yeah, again,
1: the numbers, you know, their numbers are minuscule compared to other schools, but they have guys that can swim multiple events and, and be outstanding in multiple events.
0: Quarter number one is one for the books because it was a great start to 2018. Steve, we're going to talk more about quarter number two and then quarter number three, quarter number four in the next couple of days. But quarter number one, it's hard to beat what all happened in that first beginning of this year, January through March.
1: Yeah, it really was. It just seemed like, uh, you know, we've really been on this incredible athletic run and nowhere is that highlighted more as this year's Wall of Fame class that went up just this, uh, you know, earlier this month. 12 people went onto the wall of fame, and none of them were, you know, voted on. These were all automatic qualifiers, which means they either were a state champion or they met the criteria, which is basically being a two time first team all state in their class, uh, you know, in their career. So 12 people went up. It was an incredible ceremony.
0: We'll take one more break and come back and wrap things up for our first quarter year in review on 96.7 FM KBBE.